You know, our own nature reveals our shortcomings. And the enemy pounces on our every failure and tries to magnify them to discourage us from trying again. But I want you to be encouraged today because God hasn't given up on you. And no matter how you failed through Jesus Christ, you can reconnect today and rise above your failure and find peace. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines including Nebo tools and flashlights sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. I thought y'all might enjoy this. Listen to this. A young woman... A young woman went to her pastor and said, Pastor, I feel like I'm committing a sin. I come to church each Sunday and I can't help thinking I'm the prettiest girl in the congregation. I know I shouldn't think that, but I just can't help it. Can you help me? The pastor replied, Well, surely don't worry about it. In your case, it's not a sin, it's just a horrible mistake. I saved that one. (laughs) You know what? I want to be I want to be an encouragement this morning. And I want you to know that I want to tell you this. I believe in an old saying that you that we've all heard. It's not over till it's over. And I want you to know that it doesn't have anything to do with a fat lady singing. But to explain why I believe this so much. I'll have to take you back to high school. It was the most important basketball game of my life up to that point. We were against our arch enemy, our bitter rivals, across town. The rivalry had lasted for decades. The Coliseum was packed and it's so noisy you could barely hear yourself think. And with 10 seconds left in the game, we were one point behind. And our coach calls a timeout. And in the huddle on the sideline, the coach looks at me and he says... Okay, Bob, this is your time. We've trained about this. We've trained for this. Now go out and do what you know to do. And then he called a play that allowed me to take the last shot. Now, like every boy, I had fantasized about this very moment a thousand times in my driveway, dribbling down court, making some fancy move, and hitting the winning shot. But as the crowd counted down the last 10 seconds, I made my way down court, I made my move, and I took the shot. And as soon as the ball left my hand, I knew it was good. And as it switched through the net, the place erupted. And I was so excited that I started celebrating and jumping up and down. And I was not realizing that there was three more seconds left on the clock. Well, the opposing player, an alert one I might add, took the ball out of bounds and threw a pass about half court. And there... I watched in complete shock as a desperation shot miraculously went in. The game was over and we lost. You see, I learned that the game's not over till it's over. And it's a good thing 
Because we need to realize that in life, as long as we have breath, it's not over. You see, you may think that your failures or your past has taken you out of the game. But I'm here to tell you that because of Jesus Christ, it's not over for you. You can rise above your past. You can climb out of your current struggle and you can reset your life to one that's filled with faith and hope in your future. The Word says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that means you are not only not alone in your failures, but that everyone deals with failure. Even the great fathers of our faith dealt with failure. And even though their accomplishments overshadow their failures and shortcomings, they had them nonetheless. Did you know that Jacob was a liar? Moses had a stuttering problem. Gideon was afraid. Rahab was a prostitute. Elijah was suicidal. Jonah ran from God. Peter denied, denied Christ. And the most startling one was David, a man after God's own heart, committed adultery and had a man killed. You see, when these great men and women failed, they failed greatly. And in each case, God didn't, didn't give up on them. He brought them through their failure, and he gave them a chance to rise above it and accomplish great things for the kingdom of God. You know, our own nature reveals our shortcomings, and the enemy pounces on our every failure and tries to magnify them to discourage us from trying again. But I want you to be encouraged today because God hasn't given up on you. And he knows your heart. And no matter what you've done, and no matter how you've failed, through Jesus Christ, you can reconnect today and rise above your failure and find peace and victory in Jesus' name. The Christmas season is filled with festivities, shopping, baking, and crowds. Stay tuned as Bobby encourages us to slow down and absorb the true meaning of Christmas. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today. 847-312-8197. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. Have you ever heard someone say, I'm glad Christmas only comes once a year? Well, they say that sometimes because even though Christmas is meant to be a wonderful and meaningful event in our lives, it can also be very stressful. And there's so much pressure to attend things, to prepare things, and to buy things, that if you're not careful, it's real easy to lose your Christmas spirit. So what we've done here at Bethesda is we prepared a list of the top ten signs that you may be losing your Christmas spirit. Here we go. The top 10 signs you're losing your Christmas spirit. Number 10. If the only tree you put up this year hangs from your rearview mirror, <laughs> you've got a Christmas spirit problem. Number 9 sign you're losing your Christmas spirit. If you take out a 200-foot restraining order against all Christmas carolers, 
<laughs> Number eight, when American Express called and said, definitely make sure you leave home without it. <laughs> Sign that you're losing your Christmas spirit. Number seven, if you've been to Walmart so many times that when a sales clerk asks if they can help you, you scream, why can't you people leave me alone? Okay, you haven't done that? Number six, if you list everything you get for Christmas on eBay. That's a problem. Sign you're losing your Christmas spirit. Number five, you ask the Salvation Army lady to break a $20 bill, but you don't give her anything. <laughs> Number four, during a gift exchange at a Christmas party, you give a nice leather wallet, but you receive a bag of Cheetos and a bow tie. Okay, I'm not saying that that actually happened to me. Sign that you may be losing your Christmas spirit. Number three, every time you get on Loop 820 between Beach Street and Roosnow Drive, you realize that whatever you're thinking, it's not Christmassy. You know what I'm talking about. I know you know. Top 10 signs you're losing your Christmas spirit. Number two, when you consider trading one of your kidneys for a parking spot at the mall. <laughs> and the number one sign you're losing your Christmas spirit. When you go to the ATM machine and instead of giving you cash, it says, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I know I'm not talking about any of you tonight. A few years ago, my wife Dana and I were on vacation in Colorado, and as one of our favorite things to do up there is to ride snowmobiles. Anybody ever rid snow, rid, rode snowmobiles? Uh, we, we got all bundled up, we cranked up the machines, and we headed out to this huge frozen lake. Now, what's great about frozen lakes is that it's so smooth you can go really fast on a snowmobile and so Dana headed out in one direction and I went another and at one point I was running at full speed probably around 70 miles per hour and way off in the distance I spot Dana rapidly coming in my direction and we were both going so fast that in just a matter of seconds I could tell that if we didn't do something really quick, we could hit each other. But at the speed that we were going, it was impossible to turn fast enough. And it was too late. The only two people on this huge lake ran head on into each other. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> it was an ugly crash. She went flying in one direction I landed about 30 or 40 yards from the crash, but miraculously, neither of us were hurt. To this day, Dana insists that I was trying to kill her for the life insurance money. <laughs> but besides feeling sore and stupid, I learned an important and expensive lesson that day. Expensive because the snowmobile was a rental And important because it reminds me that many of us go through life and especially 
through the Christmas season the same way. Too fast. Too fast to see clearly what's around you. Too fast to alter your course of action. Too fast to appreciate the beauty of the moment. And if we don't do something about it, then it's over in an instant. And I know that Christmas is filled with activities and festivities and shopping in crowds. But I want to challenge you tonight to turn back the throttle and slow down a little. Get a clearer view of what's around you and take in the joy part of Christmas. Be the one in your family that shares the most and wants the least. Be the one that brings the family together. Be the one that helps someone who needs it. And be the one to remind everyone else what Christmas really means. This year, I challenge you to really enjoy Christmas. Don't go so fast that you take care of a lot of stuff, but miss the great moments. What would happen if we really celebrated Christmas this year? What would happen if we celebrated that moment in time when everything changed forever? When hope came to life for you and for me in the person of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our King, and our Savior? Well, I think that being here tonight is a great start. God had a purpose for Jacob, the son of Isaac. God also has a purpose and a destiny for you. Stay tuned to hear how God made physical contact with Jacob to see what he was made of. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Attention small business owners. If you operate a retail business and are looking for great selling products with high margins, consider becoming a Nebo dealer. Nebo was founded by Christian business owners Bob and Glenn Bollinger and is the leading brand for independent retailers everywhere. Here's why. Nebo partners with retailers to maximize valuable counter space, a constant stream of new innovative lights, incredible impulse displays, and an industry-only buyback guarantee, which means Nebo will buy back your inventory in the unlikely event it doesn't sell. So if you own a retail business of any type, become a Nebo dealer and start turning profits like never before. Receive a free no-obligation sample of a great Nebo light and see for yourself. That's right, get a free Nebo light and a Nebo catalog. To get your free flashlight and catalog, go to NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. That's NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. A woman went to the doctor and was seen by a new young doctor. And after about four minutes, she burst out of the examining room and ran screaming down the hall. An older doctor stopped her and asked her what the problem was. And she explained. So the older doctor had her sit down and relax before he marched back to confront the young doctor. What's the matter with you, he demanded. Mrs. Terry is 63 years old with four, ch- four grown children and seven grandchildren, and you told her she was pregnant? The young doctor never looked up from his clipboard and asked, does she still have the hiccups? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why will you try finding some? <laughs> well, this week, I've been inspired by my wife, who is in the middle of a Bible study about the patriarchs of the Old Testament. And she was fascinated with the story of Jacob, and she was telling me about it. So I listened to her, and I began to read the story myself. And I found that it is indeed an amazing story. And it's one that I'm sure that Pastor Des could spend weeks or months discussing the subject and the significance of the story of Jacob. But there was one thing about the story of Jacob that penetrated me so much that I just couldn't get, my, get, out, get it out of my mind. And that is when God asked Jacob this question, what's your name? So let me give you some quick background on this. Jacob, who was the son of Isaac, he was a good man with, let's say, a history of character flaws. And in this story, he was in a mess. He was returning to his homeland, a fairly wealthy guy. He had a large family, and he had a very large herd of animals. And he hears that his brother Esau, who in his youth, Jacob had cheated Esau out of his birthright and his father's blessing. He heard Esau was coming to meet him, and Jacob assumes to kill him. So Jacob devises a plan to give his family the best chance to survive, and then that night he crosses the river to be by himself and ponder his next move. Now here is the amazing part. The word says, so Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him till daybreak. And as we read on, we learn that it was God himself who had come in the form of a man no stronger than Jacob to confront him. Well, the thing that's interesting to me is that there was no grand entrance here for God. No thunder. No skies opening up. No voices announcing the Lord of Lords had arrived. He didn't even get a complete sentence here. It said, comma, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. You see, God wasn't making a statement to anyone in the world but to Jacob. So he came as a man on equal footing to challenge him, to see what he was made of. Just Jacob, all by himself, without all the deception and gamesmanship that Jacob had become so good at. You see, God had big plans for Jacob. He had a purpose. He had a destiny for him. But he couldn't do anything with him like he was. So he made contact. And in this case, he made physical contact. And God found out what he wanted to know. That Jacob would put up a fight. That he wouldn't run from conflict. He would face up to his own shortcomings, and with God's help, he could overcome them. Well, during the all-night wrestling match, Jacob figured out who he was wrestling with. And at that point, I believe the wrestling was more about Jacob not willing to let God go than anything else. At one point, the word even says, the man, the man said, let me go. It's almost daylight. And Jacob said, I'll not let you go. Until you bless me. There's more to this story. But that's when this incredible question arrives. That God would ask each one of us 
in the midst of our struggles. What's your name? Who are you? What do you stand for? Who are you going to trust? Who do you belong to? What is your name? Right then and there, before God blessed Jacob, he changed his name from Jacob to Israel. Israel, which means he who struggles with God. You know, this story takes place in Genesis, way back in the beginning of things. But what a picture of the character of the God we serve. I mean, he knows that you will have struggles. And he intended it that way. He's not afraid to be challenged. He'll embrace you because he wants you to become an overcomer. He wants you to be everything that you can be in your life. So this really had impact on me this week. What's your testimony today? Are you willing to fight with God to find out who you are? I mean, what an encouraging thing to know that God is willing to wrestle with us so that we can find out who we are and what our purpose is in Him. So we don't need to be afraid of the struggle. We need to understand that God is on our side. And just like Jacob, if we'll hold on, if we'll refuse to let Him go, our blessing will come. And God will know your name. Not just like Bob. And not just like Steve. But He'll know you as an overcomer in Jesus' name. You have been listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. Or Bobby at onthebrightside.org. 847-312-8197 or Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.